Okay, so uh, I am at Gamescom in the business area, in, <laughs> in the only corner where no one wants to sit. It's like the corner beneath the stairs. <laughs> and I'm really tired and uh, I walked a lot. And I'm going to sing something now to, like, like uh, as a way of meditating over this condition. And you can, <laughs> you can uh, guess what I'm singing. Okay, you ready? Okay. Yep. Ba, 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 ba. Ba, ba, ba. Ba, 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 ba. Ba, ba, ba. Do you want a hint? This I don't know what it is though. Okay, first hint, it's from a game. Ba, 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 ba. Ba, ba, ba. You want a second hint? Yeah. Uh, that's what I sing to my daughter when she can't sleep. Oh, okay. Okay, one more time. Ba, 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 ba. Ba, ba, ba. I kind of recognize it, but I don't know what it is. Okay, last last tip. It's from a game, and it's the music from the title screen. Ba, 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 ba. Generating your island. Ba, 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 ba. Ba, ba, ba. The music is by someone who also made the music for Panoramical. Hmm. I think I lost this game. I can't. I don't know. Okay, it's uh, Proteus. Okay. Okay. It is. Yeah. Hmm. You should. You should check later. Okay. Okay. So that's what that, that was a little quiz <laughs> uh, to get to get the ice breaking. Uh, there's like people <laughs> above me looking at me and like wondering what I'm doing. <laughs> so, have you been to Gamescom before? Um, nope. Okay. Have you been to GDC Europe before? Nope. Do you know which city Gamescom is in? Uh, it's Cologne. That, that is correct. Do you know which river runs through Cologne? Uh, I give you two. No. <laughs> I give you two, give you two possible answers. Is it the Spree or is it the Rhein? <laughs> um, no idea. Okay, it's the Rhein. Yeah, I've been stuck there several times with the night train. Yeah, so you have passed the Rhine with the train then, because all the trains go over the Rhine. Yeah. yeah. I probably tried to remember that fact. When I was there, right. Is this the episode where where I'm the stupid one and you ask me questions I can't answer? No, no, I, I'm. Uh... <laughs> the background for this question is that uh, you know Jon, who organized the European Innovative Indie Showcase, or uh, it's called something like that. It's basically the mm. it's the equivalent of the um, experimental gameplay workshop here at the GDC Europe. Uh, it was yeah, really cool, cool. actually. But um, so Jon, uh, he's he's uh, the, one of the organizers. Uh, I met him, and 
when I met him, he wasn't aware of which city he was in. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. we, so we yeah. had this running joke, like asking, oh, are we in Berlin? Is this Berlin? Is this, <laughs> is this Berlin? And then he kept like asking me and I was like trying to explain to him that we're not in Berlin. <laughs> and, but he just keeps asking. Um, and that, that, that's, mm -hmm. that's, I was just like cross-referencing his knowledge to your knowledge, like, do people know what 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 do mm -hmm. people know about the geography of Germany? And I'm also totally uh, improvising this show since it's going to be hard to discuss Gamescom in GDC Europe if you've never been there. Or maybe have, you have some thoughts. Of well, you can you can tell me how it is. Well, how do you explain it to someone who's never been? There? Okay, it's like GDC in San Francisco, except it's the parties are crap. Well. But if you haven't been to GDC, oh yeah, then it's hard. Just it, then it's like hard to describe. Um, okay, so well, it's a conference for game developers. Um, there are people giving presentations. There are usually several presentations at the same time. There are usually several presentations at the same time that you want to see. Um, but they're going to record the sessions, so you can go later if you have a ticket and sort of watch what you missed, which is good. And uh, the presentations are on different topics like uh, game design, business, game development. There are a few sponsor talks from companies like um, Microsoft, for example, Facebook or Amazon, how to use their APIs and stuff like that. You meet a lot of people, you meet a lot of new people. There's like tons of people I never met before. Different people come here than to the US. It's like, a, I mean, of course, there's an overlap, but you, s you meet more people from Europe that you never met before uh, because the threshold to go here from Europe is much lower, of course, because the travel is cheaper and the ticket is also cheaper than GDC San Francisco. Everyone I talked to, everyone I didn't know I talked to was Dutch. I mean, so far, I met more Dutch people than German people, and I'm in Germany. <laughs> so I think my my uh, working thesis is that uh, Dutch are the new Swedes when it comes to indie games. That's terrible Dutch news. are going to take over the world, and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh snap! And um, that's how it is. So <laughs> so if, if if you're listening and you're from Sweden, you can stop doing what you do right now. Or you should get a different job. <laughs> That's interesting. So the Dutch, they have the nicest. So there's there's different pavilions in the business area. Like there's like the Bavarian pavilion and there's the the Hamburg pavilion and the Nordrhein-Westfalen pavilion and there is like the Dutch pavilion. The Dutch pavilion is the nicest one. They have the best games, like from the from the region-specific pavilions. There was an insight for me. Another insight I had. Um, was that I realized most game developers have Android phones now. I think when the iPhone came out, or like the few years after the iPhone came out, people had iPhones, but now most people have Android phones. It's like your news... Uh, I, feel, well, I feel like a news reporter, because now it's the first time I'm sitting here like in public, because usually I record this at home. Uh, now I'm holding the microphone, yeah. the, and I have been talking to people all day, so it puts me in like a different. I'm like in a pitch mindset, and I've been I've been trying to yeah. sell stuff all day. Well, I, I I know something you can do that would. So 
Is there anyone close to you? No, no, I, I'm in a corner where absolutely no one wants to be. And that's because I, that's because I okay. wanted to get like an okay background noise instead of like a super high background noise. So people are passing okay. by me, but no one's coming here. Like, I don't think no one wants to. I'm like literally alone in an area of 10 square meters. Okay. Then we can't ask random people like men on the so I think the problem is like many people are already in the booth, in the mega booth, but the the um, the hall where the indie mega booth is in is so incredibly loud uh, that you cannot. It's not impossible to record anything there. Well, um, so a bit more. If, I mean, if you've been to GDC and how, so you said the parties are worse here. Yeah. Like. What's better than GDC? What's better? Um, it has Gamescom, so it has a huge amount of people, of players, right? Of potential customers or like just people who want to play games. So it's a bit, it's a bigger mix. Are you still there? Hello. Hello. Are you still there? Okay, good, this is not a live show. Are you still there? I'm going to call oh, yeah. Eric again now. How would you rate the quality of this call? Excellent, minor problems, had some problems, had several problems. The problems were so bad, the call was impossible. I'm going to go with this one. Uh, what problems have you experienced? I did not hear the other side. The other side could not hear me. The call ended unexpectedly, yes. The speech was not natural, I had distortions, yes. There were cutoffs or fade outs in the speech, yes. I heard no echo. There were noise in the call. There was no delay. Uh, send feedback. Okay, this is going to be the best or worst episode ever. <laughs> um, I just sent I just I just sent so feedback to Skype uh, about the quality of our uh, call, uh, and I think <laughs> I'm going to not cut that out. That's good. Well, let me ask you again. So, uh, compared to GDC, what uh, what's better with uh, with the Gamescom? So basically, GDC Europe and Gamescom is sort of GDC and PAX combined in one week. So you have like a business event with like talks and you can meet people and then you also have like a public event where you can show your game, for example, in the Indie Mega booth or in other booths. So you can sort of go to one location and both show the game to the press, to the players, and you can do like business deals all in one week, right? So, and everyone is here like and everyone is meeting, like like all, like with everyone. I mean, everyone, all major platforms are here, um, and many indies are here. So you can meet just if you just want to meet other indies. There's like so many indies here, so you can meet many new faces. And yeah, and it's great to meet them. Um, so I mean, I think if if you're in Europe, and you can get like a cheap ticket or a free ticket. Uh, I think it's definitely worth going. Um, it doesn't have, obviously, if you are from Europe and you 
go to GDC in the US, it doesn't have the same, oh, I'm in the US vibe of, you know, and everything feels like a movie. Um, and and everything is a bit like everything is a bit less exciting here uh, because of mm -hmm. that. I think uh, like it's a bit more exciting to be in San Francisco and I don't know and and go through Chinatown or something. The area around the expo, there's not so much else except for like hotels and like you know like the the expo area is huge. It's like it's, it's sort of its own yep. part of the city. So, have you been to the Drinking Game Summit? Yes, I've been to the Drinking Game Summit and I think I had one beer. Uh, and we played a game, <laughs> it was pretty fun to play the game where you stand in a circle and you go through the whole alphabet and everyone has to name a game that starts with the letter you're currently playing with. And then once someone doesn't know any game with that letter, you go to the next letter and that person has a drink. Yeah, it was kind of fun because you can like dig out really old games from like Commodore 64 or Amiga just to not like uh, just to not lose. So yeah, there was a drinking summit, um, <laughs> which it was it was under a bridge <laughs> or under. A, it was. It felt really much like a bridge. It was like a bridge that belonged to the to the expo area, but it was yeah. And it felt felt like they were calling the police anytime, but they didn't. So no police. <laughs> so what do you think about uh, these conferences? What 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 should they do to be better, more interesting? Okay. Um, you have been to Nordic Game Jam, right? Do you remember the food at Nordic yeah. Game Jam? Yeah, so kind the of. food at GDC Europe was even worse than the food at Nordic Game Jam. <laughs> so that's one thing that could improve. Let's talk Gamescom. Like in Gamescom, they have uh, there's there are like wellness areas where you can get like massage and you can like put on headphones with like underwater music. But there's like no free water, so you have to pay like four euros for a bottle of water, which I think which I think is kind of stupid. Like. <laughs> You know, it's not good for your health to not drink water the whole day and like make it really expensive. Um, so these are more like practical things, but I think they could improve those. The the queuing system of Gamescom is really confusing. It's really unclear where you have to, which entry you have to go with which ticket, and there's an extraordinary long line when you are there when before they open. So I, I think I had to wait like. 45 minutes to actually get in this morning, even though today it's not even open for the public. GC Europe, there were like a couple of really nice talks. So I think the quality was pretty much up there with GDC US. There were just fewer talks and the conference was just shorter because it sits next, right next to Gamescom. Mm -hmm. One thing that could improve also, like, I think they should ban booth babes at Gamescom. There were yeah. not so many booth babes, but there was still, like, some really inappropriate clothing from people working for certain companies. Um, so I think they should have stricter rules for that. Yeah. I think they also should limit the, the decibel you're allowed to output from your booth. I almost lost my hearing when, when someone tried to test out how loud the booth can be. Like some, 
some really weird booth next to the indie mega booth was just extremely loud so that it was painful. They actually would recommend you should buy earplugs. <laughs> and maybe they should uh, instead lower the decibel a bit for everyone. Um, well, let me ask you one more thing then. Have you seen anything cool, like any games on the show floor? That was so at GDC Europe I saw a really cool game called um, A Light of Chorus or Chorus of Light. I saw that I don't remember the exact name, but like something with light and chorus, which was a game that was um, made, like everything was like small light sources. Imagine you have like a tree, but you don't render the tree, but you only render certain nodes in the tree as really small light sources. That looked really, really amazing, that game. If you have a chance, I hope they make it publicly available, but if they do, you should really check out the European uh, Innovative Showcase online. Like, I hope they're going to put it out later. Uh, it, was, it was really good. It was uh, super interesting. And we were really humbled to show Future Unfolding there because all the other entries were so good. There was another uh, One Reason to Be panel, which was really cool. I don't know if you've seen any of the uh, previous ones. No, I haven't, but I know what it is. But you could uh, maybe yeah. explain so what it is. So One anyway. Reason to Be is a, is a panel uh, where like women in the games industry will talk about their experiences. And it's really, it's really insightful. Um, uh, unfortunately, there's uh, a lot of crap they have to put up with in their everyday life working in games and you, you get some insight into that and it's sort of mind-blowing how um, I guess if you don't have experience it yourself or if you're not a woman in the games industry it's sort of hard to imagine how awful it is so it's it's really good to get some insight into that but then also all the panelists to share a lot of personal experience like how did they get into games like what why are they fascinated with games and so so you can sort of hear a lot of personal stories that are that you can like easily relate to no matter what gender you are that are just really interesting to hear like uh, you know how they got started how they grew up what was the first computer things like that the idea is that they it's about celebrating diversity in the industry and the stories that are telling they are really diverse so it's really interesting to have, to hear all of these different stories um so that's one reason to be. It's hosted and organized by Brenda Romero and Leia Alexander. Sounds great. Yeah, like it, it was at GDC in San Francisco. It was definitely one of the best sessions I attended. And I remember there was like there was like standing ovations uh, at, G at GDC San Francisco. Um, here in Cologne, people were a little bit more reserved, but there was definitely a lot of people going there, and there were, and. It was definitely, I think, people really enjoyed uh, the, the panel here as well. And uh, if they do another one, I, I recommend highly that you should go there. How is the indie show for? Um, so I think today it feels a bit quiet. Today it's not open for the public. So it feels like the people who come, who are here, they, like either they work in the industry or they're like journalists or they're like bloggers. And it feels like the first thing they do is go to the big uh, booths, like they, you know, they go to, to Ubisoft and Microsoft and Sony and want to see all the big games there. And it feels like they're probably going to go to the indie games, like maybe tomorrow or like in the last day. It was a bit quiet at the indie mega booth today, 
but I expect it to be crowded tomorrow. There are a lot of games there that I that were new to me, and I'm sure that they were new to people going here. So yeah, I think it's going to be good. Cool. Oh yeah, uh, another thing is it was pretty cool. They were they have a huge retro game gaming area here, so they have a ton of ton of computers that you can um, actually play with like old games like Commodore 64, Amiga, uh, Schneider, Atari, Amstrad. Like they had also really really esoteric stuff. They had like a the, you know like you remember the Apple console, the Pimpin Pimpin. Like you remember, like once, no. once upon a time, Apple computers made a console, like a like a multimedia console. Uh, you could play it there. Uh, well, is it good? You know, I mean, no, no. I mean, it flopped, right? Um, like it also was crashed when when like there there was like a game, but then there was like a you know system eight uh, error message window pop up over the game, which was pretty funny. Um, oh. Yeah, but it was that area was like huge. The only problem was that you couldn't that you, you couldn't play the games with sound because the volume was so high on the show floor. There were like some there was like some band playing, so you could only you couldn't really play with sound, which was a pity. Okay. I found a place where you can get free water and and and, and free espresso. <laughs> That's good. Um, do you want to share that to the listener? Yeah, if you follow me on Twitter, I already shared that information with you. <laughs> okay. Giving out free tips. I also share. I also shared the conference password of GDC Europe with, with the Gamescom uh, visitors. <laughs> because otherwise, you have to pay like a, this super stupid amount of money to get Wi-Fi here. Um, okay. <laughs> unnecessary. Well, I feel like. Uh, Are you excited to come next year then, or? What do you think? Yeah, I kind of want to go. I haven't been to a conference in a long time now. Mm -hmm. I think it's worth it um, submitting a talk. I think it's a bit easier to get into to get a talk in the GC Europe mm -hmm. um, because it's a bit less high profile. I mean, GC San Francisco obviously is like the the big one where everyone wants to be. Which is Europe, I think it's the second. It's still pretty good. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm really tired. <laughs> yeah, me too. We're working really hard this week. We're out on the countryside crunching. So are you finishing the game this week or what's going on? Nah, that was more like... I, I was tweeting a picture I was working saying finishing the game but it's more like starting to finish it okay. <laughs> I guess so um, give us an exclusive when is it coming out uh, uh, no we, we don't know but uh, we're aiming to be done in uh, October okay well, that's, that's pretty soon yeah, it's exciting. Is it already decided what platform is coming is coming out? Um, PC, Mac. Okay, it's <laughs> you're not going to do Linux, or? Yeah, I guess uh, Linux too. If, if do, you, do you need to upgrade the Unity license for that? No, 
we we can do it with the normal license. No, no, I mean you're not yeah. on Unity free. That's my question. No, we're not on Unity okay. free. No. I mean, then you should do Linux, then you get it for free. Yeah, I think I like free, free, but I mean, still like some more percent of people who want to could buy it. It's, it's yeah, especially yeah, yeah, a sure. game about like uh, like hacking the environment. I mean, that's right up the the, the, yeah, the, the yeah, Linux people, right? Sense. I mean, in theory. Maybe the, maybe it's, they don't like Gothenburg, but like, well, <laughs> but they could be like. I mean, your your target audience would be. You should go to Linux meetups in Gothenburg and say, "Hey, here's a game yeah. where you can hack Gothenburg," and it's it's and it's <laughs> out in Linux. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. Uh, yeah, I, of course I want to do it for Linux too. It's just that the Unity exporter for Linux has some quirks, but. Okay. Uh, Hopefully it works well. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, the, we're we're stuck here. It's very bad weather, and okay. I'm a bit exhausted. But uh, it's fun to work together and uh, seeing a lot of mm -hmm. results. It's great. That's fun. So, um, did you submit it to any festivals um, this year? No. Uh, well, we were in the Nordic game. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Nordic in the right. night, so that was fun. Uh, but yep. yeah, we're gonna. I'm. Uh, I want to go through a lot more things next year and okay. show the game and um, just meet people. I haven't been out in the world for several yeah. years now, <laughs> so I get a little inspired hearing but you. Hearing the hear, hearing, be, hearing be the people going up the stairs, looking at me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Maybe this episode will have to be a bit shorter. Like 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 twenty minutes short or what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh okay, we, we need some guests. Um, <laughs> I think it's fine if it's a short one. Yeah, but like what what are the sponsors going to say? <laughs> I was just going to say someone is coming my way, but he just went to the trash can. Okay. You should just stare at someone and make them walk up to you. Uh, uncomfortable? Yeah. <laughs> make them uncomfortable? Let's see. I don't recognize anyone. I think, I think these are mostly bloggers. There's, <laughs> prob there's probably like 10,000 bloggers in Europe. Yeah. Or like, I get or YouTubers, I, I guess. Um... The ticket is not expensive. You can probably live in a hostel and have like a cool week. I don't know. There are a few, few really cool trailers that were announced, I think, yesterday in the Microsoft and Sony press conferences. I don't know if you saw those. No. Yeah, you were in working mode, right? So you basically you don't have you haven't followed the news. No, I don't follow you. I, I could I could practically talk to myself for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, so um, there's a new game from uh, Q Games that looked uh, amazing, um, uh -huh. and it's called it's called. Can you help me out? No, it's called like something something. Let me Google it from the conference Wi-Fi. Uh, uh, I'm I'm looking it up. Uh, Q Games game. Come 
2014. The Tomorrow Children. Okay. So the Tomorrow Children is like a game. It's a three D game that looks like basically uh, like CGI that you would that you would expect from Pixar. So it looks hmm. it looks a bit. Uh, you, you wouldn't expect it, right? Because two games they made they really they made really cool looking two D games the the recent years. But like this is like a. A few steps up in in oh no now I realize something you know what no it's going to be really hard to cut this episode why like because you have background noise mm. oh my god this is going to be the worst episode ever <laughs> yeah. okay anyway check out the tomorrow children um, I'm, look, I'm looking at it now. It looks uh, very interesting. Yeah, it looks. It, it looks. It, so it, it it has this incredible high production values, but it also looks like really, really like nothing you ever saw either. So it looks a little. It looks a little bit like Pixar, but it still it doesn't look like any anything specific, right? It looks like like it doesn't look like anything that existed. It looks like something completely new. It was pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Cool. And then also the, there's a new trailer for Below, the game from Copy, uh, which is also really is a really cool trailer, which you should just check out. Okay, that's cool. Um, is that coming out soon? Well, actually, they, they gave a presentation at uh, GDC Europe, and they said it's probably still taking a while. So it's basically taking them longer than they expected. And it's uh, interesting. They showed like all the sketches and all the art they made during the production in the GDC Europe talk. Yeah. And it looked like really different. So you can you could sort of see the transformation. Like you could see the evolution from a completely different game that was four players in the beginning. It looked more like Gauntlet or something. To like this, mm. to that, this, to this really beautiful, uh, a bit dark game that it is now. Um, so that was super interesting to see. Like. And they and they worked on that for years. I, I don't. Know, I think he said something like five years, maybe. Like, but they, they worked on it for a really long time now. Um, yeah. And I think it's going to be pretty incredible. I mean, the art style alone and the production of that, like the small animation and lightning, is uh, is crazy. Yeah. Cool. Anything else from the big? From the, from the big companies. Yeah. Well, I mean, these, I mean, copy and Q games, they're sort of, I guess, AAA indie or whatever you want to call them. They're, but they're, yeah, but they're, they're a bit like the big indie studios, the big indie studios, yeah. right? They're not the yeah. big, big studios. Um, uh, what else was there? Um, oh, yeah, there's a new game from Mike Patel, uh, who made Thomas Was Alone. Okay. It looked pretty co interesting. It looked really. Uh, it was also 3D, so also a jump from 2D to 3D. And it yeah. also looks very unique. Um, I think it's called Volume. So if, hmm. if you Google Volume Gamescom 2014, you can also watch the trailer. Okay. Along with Eric right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I got three magic cards. Oh. Like uh, there's a magic booth here, and <laughs> they have the new 2015 core set, 
and they got 30 cards from the core set and you could even choose the colors so I actually got 30 green cards okay. and I only play green so that's really cool actually um, <laughs> so now I just now I just need someone to play magic Birth because I don't know anyone here in Stockholm at least uh, <laughs> so congratulations yeah and I even got two extra cards that are foiled but these were blue and red so maybe I have to trade them someone or something yeah. that was the best loot I got I don't know do you want to go back to work um, well I can't come up with any good questions since I haven't, you haven't really followed the news so I don't know what has happened right so with El Heartbreak did you yeah. did you already think about uh, how you like? Do you have anything special planned for when you release it? Um. <laughs> uh, I haven't thought that much about PR, but uh, mm -hmm. I'm. I will have to do that. <laughs> you know, you can't do the PR after you release it, right? No, I know, but. Um, it's uh, taking a lot of energy to just make the game. So. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> uh, I think there will have to be a bit of a pause between when we finish the game and when we release it. Right, get some critical distance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. if I'm planning to do the PR then, basically. Okay, so you're, that's, that's, that will be your task to do? Well... They mainly me, I think, but we're we're working on it together, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, I we are doing some things, but it's hard to know how much PR to do when you're working for so long on something like it's mm -hmm. it's it's not good to do too much things too early either. So it's right. I'm trying to balance that also. Like, yeah, I mean, we have blog with pictures and clips from the game and so on and uh, we're doing some interviews and so on about it so I think that's just like keeping people aware of the game but not shoving it down their throat yet yeah <laughs> so maybe you could do like a hackathon <laughs> yeah I mean usually hackathons are kind of terrible but because they just make people work for free for a company for a weekend. But since you can program in your game, maybe you could do something with that. Like, yeah, like sort, of, sort, of, uh, sort of have some kind of... And I mean, you also do teaching, right? Um, so maybe you could do... Maybe you could combine that in some way. Like sort of, I don't know, give like a workshop or I don't know. Like I'm totally f mm -hmm. brainstorming, but... Well, one thing would be that would be cool would to have other people make little things to put inside the game. Like, it would be cool to have a game by someone else that runs inside our game. So, okay, can I can I write? So, what happens? Like, let's say I play your game, and I can write little programs, right? Is that correct? Can I yeah. save these programs in the game? Can I like write like a program and reuse it? 
or is it, a, uh, or is it like always like a temporary only in RAM, so to say? No, no, it's safe. Okay, so let's say I write something in your game. Can I share that with someone easily? Is that like part of the feature set of the game, or do I, is this something I need to sort of hack and like mod myself? Or that's more like a wish, like something I would wish to be possible. <laughs> it's I mean it's not a, impossible to make. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, of course, uh, but contained uh, in the universe, like in the game world that you play. Right. So maybe you could. I mean, there's this, there's this trend, I don't know if you would call it a trend, but there's this thing that, like, there's like this indie crossover thing, right? So you have like characters of indie games in other indie games. Mm. So what if you have other indies who make like small, small little programs? Yeah, that would be very cool. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be fun because also I think I seen the game but I have not used the programming language in the game yet. But I could but I could imagine it could be something that would be actually fun to do for me like on a weekend and you know it wouldn't be like this huge amount of work that I would have to do, but it would be something really cool to do. Because this would be yeah. like, it would be really like, oh I'm going to learn a new programming language. But it happens it happens <laughs> in the language that Eric invented for his game. Right? It, it would be like yeah. learning Node.js or whatever Haskell or whatever is cool now. No, actually, I think, <laughs> yeah. you know what you have to do? Oh, you don't have to do nope. it, but, like, you know, you have <laughs> to... Okay, you absolutely have to start, like, a meetup for... What's the, what's the name of the language? This is called Sprog. Yeah, exactly. So you have to do a Sprog meetup, right? <laughs> and you... And, and people... But, like... So I think it would be cool if people would do, like, weird stuff based on your open-source language thing. Because maybe... <laughs> Because, I mean, right now, I think the only implementation of Sprog is your game, right? But, yeah. for example, I could do, I could implement maybe your language inside another language. Right? I could, I could do, like, I could do, like, an interactive, uh, I could, I could do, like, um, an interactive version of your language and I can really write that in Ruby and that would be compiled onto C++ and then we have like this inception of different programming languages. <laughs> right? It's like Sprog, Ruby, C++ machine code. <laughs> it's like four levels of inception. Yeah. Um, that would be cool, I guess. It's, it's, fi it's, fi it's five no, levels if you believe that the matrix exists. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I mean, you could also implement uh, your own language inside. Oh, can you? How how do you do that? Well, you just write your own interpreters and. Oh, in, in your language. Oh, yeah. holy shit! <laughs> okay, um, like, I I mean, if if that's not a challenge for other developers to pick up the uh, pick up the glove that has been thrown on the floor, I, I don't know, <laughs> you know. No. You should get like Actually, you should get like some smart, like some equally smart developers as you, to do that as a, just as a fun project. <laughs> yeah, one thing that I want to make work is um, I can actually kind of run the game inside itself. Uh, but I can't run it with graphics, but I can run on it as a text adventure. Oh, so that's I, a I feature, right? That's already I, in there. 
<laughs> no, no, it's it's not in there, but uh, it's it would be pretty easy. So I'm I'm gonna try to do that, but I'm no promises. But just uh, talking about Inception-like elements, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> okay, now we have an hour. Um, I think I cannot cut any of this because of the because of background <laughs> noise. So I think we have to start now. We proved to show that we could potentially do a live show and sort of uh, improvise our way through an hour uh, and that it would lead to something interesting after 30 minutes of garbage. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the, to the listener numbers for this episode.